Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Rich Rider. One Sam Alexander. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I am your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. This is episode 168. Can I just say our intro is too deep a cut for me? I have no idea who those people are. Nova. They're both Nova. Ah, okay. Oh, I should have known Richard Ryder. He, now be, I'm embarrassed. They'll be sharing uh, the, the new Nova number one. Uh, the, they're finally bringing Rich back from the dead. Although he wasn't yeah. technically dead. He was in the same place that uh, Star-Lord was, and Star-Lord's back. So I don't know why it took so long. Mm. I guess there was no movie about Rich Ryder, so they, yeah, had, to wait. they had to wait on him. Uh-huh. It's been a while. It has. Weeks, even. Weeks. But we are weeks back. Weeks on weeks on weeks. We are back. We're going to be mm-hmm. discussing From Hell by Alan Moore and Eddie Campbell later on. Mm-hmm. Saucy Jack. Hey, boss. Hey, boss. I'll save my thoughts. Okay. You, you just don't want to discuss things out of order? Yeah. You have structure? Structure is important. Okay. And and hockey games? Well, yeah. Hockey's hockey tournaments? When, when... Hockey... When in Rome, contests do as the Romans do. That's right. You ride a beaver to work and you eat Tim Hortons every day. Moose, and you drink Tim Hortons. Thank you very much. You can eat Tim Hortons. They have them. They're like a they're like a Krispy Kreme, right? They have them. I don't think anyone actually has reverence to like Tim Hortons donuts that we have for like oh. e- even like Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme. Mm. I think it's definitely like we. If you're talking about, it's like Starbucks. It's closer to that than. Okay. It's closer to like, hey. So it is, it is, it's a Starbucks then. I've, now I can, now I can um, go back to my regularly scheduled making fun of Tim Hortons. Yeah. I mean, I'm not just, you can, I'm not going to discourage that, but it is, mm-hmm. they serve food and certainly people eat it, but it's definitely like, I need coffee. So I go to Tim. Go yeah. To Tim, I go to Tim's, you, Timmy's. You get, your, you, get your, you get your boy Tim to hook you up. Yeah, exactly. We can move on from yeah. our coffee discussion, Canadian coffee discussion. Dude, it's important. Yeah, I, it's fundamental. It is fundamental, just like reading. It is the foundation of a good day. It's coffee. I've been drinking much more coffee recently, so I can agree but with you. I'm glad you're an adult. Yep. I didn't start drinking coffee until about four years ago. It, it works on you quickly. It does. It's time for our first segment. It is time for Weekly Floppies. Weekly Floppies is the part of the show, and Eric and I will review a selection of this week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them, may or may not be a mushmere involved, it goes from one to five. Uh, this, I, I picked books from the past couple weeks, ones we may have missed, just to give us a good range of stuff that's happened. Uh, and it, it, it helped a little bit this week was a little, I don't know, empty. So, I, we got a little, we got, uh, some, some of these books are a couple weeks old, but I thought it was important for, for Eric and I to, to discuss these moments together. Mm-hmm. These precious memories. Our first book is Batman, number 11, 
uh, written by Tom King, pencils uh, Mikkel Janin, inks Mikkel Janin and Hugo Petrus, colors Jun Chung, letters Clayton Cow. This is part three of I Am Suicide, with dramatic Catwoman stuff happening. Mm-hmm. You can't just do what you're told. That's not how plans work. No. And, I mean, I was a little... If you're going to bring Punch and Judy along, mm-hmm. they're the red shirts, right? Of course. They're the, they're the disposable. I I mean, who knows? I... I He's he had a hand, a smaller hand inside of his his hand. So <laughs> he did. I I have a feeling that that's going to something's going to happen. I don't think they're dead. Oh, okay, like they have a head inside of their other head. Yeah, sure. Okay, I mean, it I mean, might, yeah, of course, it, it could. It's comic they're like, books. They're like they're like Zayfod people, Brock's obviously. Uh, you still on board? I yeah, I do enjoy this. I think uh, I think old Tommy, he's got a good. He's got a good handle on these characters. I really liked uh, uh, Punch and Judy's like weird word salad. That was one of my favorite parts of this book. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something at you, and I want to see how you what you think about it. It's just very like mm-hmm. a very. This is just me noodling around. Mm-hmm. Is Tom King making fun of the Joker Harley relationship talk that people often? Mm. I. Uh... I wouldn't have a problem if he was. The Harley, especially Harley Quinn's yeah. often baby talk stuff that mm-hmm. has gotten worse in popular interpretations. It it passed through my mind. I wanted to throw it at you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be hard to, I mean, you're going to think about that when you see a relationship like this, for sure. And thematically, they're not too dissimilar. They They feel like the... They feel like the bench warmer version of the Joker and Harley. <laughs> I apparently and apparently the uh we're getting two Catwoman focused Batman issues like in January. Mm-hmm. So it's not there's gonna it's still Batman, but it's gonna be a two issue a two issue Catman, Catwoman arc. So maybe we'll finally get everything about these murders. I'm it's it's gotten me excited about Catwoman. I'm like mm-hmm. I'm way more interested in her than any pretty much. I mean, I like Bane a lot, but I'm this has got me more like, okay, what's Catwoman doing? I want to know. Uh also, Tom King has confirmed Nightfall has happened. Okay. That that is canon in whatever way, however the DC universe is shaped right now, <laughs> which is It's just it, whoever's just like, uh yeah, that one. That's fine. Yeah, I, Tom That's, King has, has confirmed on Twitter that Nightfall did happen. Mm-hmm. It's some point. That's, that's where we we have to get all of our information from writers on Twitter. Yeah, hey, does that thing happen that makes this yeah. story make sense? Please DM me the answer. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I still really I'm Tom King, send pics. I like I like this Send nudes, Tom King. What? <laughs> I like this Batman. Oh my. You, you should be. I am legitimately getting sick of the poser artwork in really? this. Yeah, it's starting to bother me. I don't, I don't notice it. Uh, it, it stands out. It really does look like someone drawing. A, I mean, it, it's better. It's more artful, but it really does. Someone is drawing over a, a, a posed 3D model. You know, it looks like fucking like the He-Man cartoon, but everyone's the same body traced over and over. Did you? I think I asked you this already when we talked about this before. But did you notice it in Grayson? Yes. Okay. It's 
it's very obvious. I mean, it's the same art team, right? Yes. Yeah. No, it's super obvious. I could, I could point it out from across the room. Everything is just a little bit too cold and perfect and dimensional. And it does not look bad. There's good artistic decisions being made. But like when you compare it to like, if, if you go from the last page mm-hmm. to the, uh, the Steve Dillon right. tribute page and you just look at, I mean, a part of what is good about an illustrator style is the stuff that you know, they're going to get wrong, you know? And I think that the pressure to, to just try and do everything perfectly and in such a rush, like it's a little icky to, to do stuff like that. I'm really, I'm really a little bit over it. Like I think that who's the, who's the artist? He's a person I should just remember. Uh, Mikel Janine. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to yeah. pronounce his name, but yes. I know. And we, we cannot be bothered to. I looked it up. Uh, I could not find two. it. No, I know. I, it, it's, it's not always easy. Um, do you think people know? I'm not making fun of you. I'm, I'm, I am equally as lazy and you, you actually tried. Do you think people know it? Like the average comics reader, you think anyone ever notices that kind of uh, stuff? Um, no. Um, but other artists do. I mean, right. I talked with about this with Brandon Graham on Twitter because he was one of the first people I saw complaining about this and I had, I had noticed it, and uh, even as far back as there was like an old um, Constantine or Hellblazer or whatever it was called, you know, a John Constantine story. One of them. They've only had four titles over the past three years or whatever. Well, I know, but this is like maybe our fifth episode or something. Ah, uh, okay. You know, and they did this garbage, and I was like, oh, I don't like that. It looks weird. You know, it, it it's... I don't know. I think it can be a good tool, but it's like auto-tuning your comic book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's, I think it's better to, I think it's better to fucking be a little Bob Dylan-y, you know, and just sing bad and focus on the things that you're good at. Like, I agree with you in principle. Yeah. But when, most people don't care, don't notice, and you have to make these books so fast by well, by monthly shipping. Like I don't, I I understand the pressures that uh, this artist is put under, you know. But people don't care is kind of a bad excuse. I don't know. It it's it's like you have to pick. It's your like battles. saying, "Oh, people don't." No, it, well, I mean that's true, but it's like saying people don't care about the photo reference that Greg Land uses, and people hate his shit. I care a lot, a lot less about his photo reference use than I do about the um, the the CG model posing in this. See, that's a, uh, a, that when you say that, that's it's like the complete opposite to me because when I I think and I didn't notice that until someone pointed it out. As soon as mm. someone said that and it showed me the, the photos, I was like, ugh. And now I, that's all I see when I, I mean, like, it's still not bad. Like his yeah. art, it's just, I see that in there. In this, I don't really see it because it's, I guess it's like, I don't know. Someone I mean, is not a visual artist. It's not. Would you like me to, to well, open I, up Poser and no, show you how to compose no, these things? No, I understand like the, how the programs work. It's just, I don't, yeah. it's just not as, I don't see it with my, like, I don't know. When I'm reading it, it doesn't, like, break the immersion as much, I guess. No, I mean, people are going to take shortcuts, and I don't think that, 
I mean, the beautiful thing about it is doesn't necessarily need to be the struggle in the artwork. I mean, there are examples of like Renaissance artists, you know, that I, I, some article I read about David Hockney, like doing investigations on old Renaissance art, um, where they were doing x-rays and they're like, well, there's really no complicated underdrawing and this is a really difficult thing to draw. They didn't struggle with it at all. Uh, and so they, the theory is that a lot of artists back then were using camera obscura to basically trace. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, you know, ultimately like, you know, I have tracing paper and I think an illustrator has to trace his own drawings and do this and that. And, you know, to meet a deadline, like I have done photo tracings in my own illustrative work professionally. But I mean, I I guess maybe that's kind of the rub is comics is a a medium that people are crazy and, and rabid and passionate for. And it's largely about lush, wonderful illustrations. And the shortcuts can kind of cheapen that, and it can kind of create that vitriol. Um, does it? Does that? Okay, I'm gonna ask you this: Does yeah. that, that mushy up at all? I don't think so. Okay. I just really wish, like, this guy clearly has like a good sensibility. Like the panels are laid out nice. It's a good looking book, you know. But it feels like he's doing too much designing and tracing. That I I wish there was less of it but it's it's not bad and it's not ugly but it's the kind of thing that i really hope it doesn't take off more than it does breaks your immersion a little bit yeah okay i think so but that's not really the main thing for me oh it's just you as an artist you yeah you want you want the yeah it's a matter of principle no absolutely i'd rather see more guys drawing like um uh stoko or or graham or uh, Dalrymple or, and, and not just to name off like super indie guys, you know, I would say Sanford Green, you know, and it's not just about style, but, you know, let me, let me show, let me see you doing more than just plugging this in and arranging things and then tracing over it because it feels, it feels cold to me. It, I, you mentioned all those guys and I, you, I don't know. I I like think of like of Janin and or like I think of a McKelvey who mm-hmm. they draw these beautiful characters. Yeah. And I don't know. I I think a lot of people go to those, you know, they pick up those books for those artists because those characters look so gorgeous. Yeah. And but I mean McKelvey feels um pretty cold to me a lot of times and everything feels kind of like this, just sort of frozen. And I don't know if McKelvey's doing it. Oh, I, I, don't, I, I have no idea. I'm just I, saying, like, I, I look at both both these artists and I think of, like, they're, it's, they want, like, beautiful people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the anti-Steve Dillon, you know? Like, it's, yes. they want, no, like, absolutely. like, these people that look like models. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I just feel like, to me, that is kind of an older model of what comics is. Certainly, I mean, not, you know, not McKelvey and, and Gillen, you know? But that sort of cold, distant, you know, the cinematics. Uh, yeah, the cinematic, like uh, Cassidy or whatever. Yeah, and I and I love John Cassidy. Yeah, I, I I really really do. But it's 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 kind of from a bygone era, 
It is. You know, I would I would rather see something be a little muppety and and get to know an artist, but maybe I'm not the only one. Maybe there's a reason that um, you know, I don't know. This will probably I mean this will outsell like a a Javier Polito or something like that. Well, it's Batman. Yeah, well, I mean, I was going to say it might, but I'm like, it's fucking Batman. It's like the main DC title. Yeah, this, this was, is this is going this is going to carry DC for another month. They've done very well with Rebirth. Of course, no, and good they, for them. They, it has been. I mean, Marvel was kind of stinking it up for the whole time they were doing it, so it doesn't hurt that you know you pop ship over a little bit oh, there. Oh Civil War. Okay. Um yeah. okay well let's let us let us move on. I am a buy on this. It's a Batman number eleven double buy. We were supposed to keep this episode tight. I'm not doing a good job, am I? <laughs> it's fine. It'll be okay. I haven't uh, talked to you in three weeks. I have to blab about uh poser artwork. Of course it's important. Uh it our is, next <laughs> our next book up is Death of X number four of four. Written by Charles Soule and Jeff Lemire, pencils Aaron Cooter and Javier Garon, inks Jay Leaston and Javier Garon, colors Maury Hollowell, J. David Ramos, letters Joe Savino. Uh, we had read one through three. I was like, well, we should read. I had read a lot of reviews about this online. They were calling us a train wreck. And I was like, okay, well, we should. I'm not really necessarily relishing uh talking about something that i might not like but we should just do our due diligence we have read the others um so i think that's weird that people are calling this a train wreck i i think it's just mainly dumbasses on reddit is that where you get your reviews from not only i mean that's general consensus i mean i mm -hmm. do i do weigh certainly to like hey a hundred people feel this exact same way but then i also read you know a couple other review sites that I think it's mainly the decision process of the the last couple pages, but mm. uh, so that 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 rumor about uh, Emma Frost, yes, was right. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't know. I think the book itself is solid enough, but I do. I you're so troubled by the idea that they killed Cyclops. No, that's no, I, no. That's not. I I think that's my only problem is like. I th more it's more like the Inhumans' decision process to kill him. Mm -hmm. I feel like that, like I think that's pretty. I like I don't know. It, like it is like very dramatic, and I like that turn of Emma Frost. Like we've we haven't seen a lot of that. Like the 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 villain side of her very often. Mm. Like and this isn't necessarily villainous. Like I like that's the best part about it is that it can be spun into like no she yeah. is. She's doing this to protect her kind. Like, it's Machiavellian. I don't yeah. see it as is necessarily villainous. Well, but it, it it can be portrayed that way, which is I I there's depth there. I like that. Uh, I just the this like within two pages, Cyclops is just like, no, this is I'm not like it's kind of obscured why Black Bolt just immediately murders him. And well, it looks like he was attacking. It looks like he was doing a uh, an eye bolt. Yeah, I know, but that's and he's just he's just responding uh, to the attack. I, I don't know. I, I know Black, it makes enough sense to me. Well, I know Black Bolt's not. He doesn't ever like he like. I think that's my favorite thing about Black Bolt over the years. Mm -hmm. I'm certain they've departed from that kind of pro, that arc, archetypal Black Bolt recently. You know, with the Nightclub and the New and Humans books. But you know, he would always show massive amounts of restraint 
in his mm-hmm. powers. Like he would mm-hmm. never pull out like death, <laughs> the death blow because he would be so afraid of collateral damage and all that. But I'm, I think it's a, I don't know. There's just something about it that is a little bit, I'm trying to think of a good word for it. I, I it just feels a, a tad off. I like, I like where, I like where it mm-hmm. is at the end. Like, I like the idea, like, I've seen it also thrown around online that this is going to be putting these, both these teams back towards where they were maybe four or five years ago where X-Men were kind like they've been trying to do this in humans push, right? With these books where the humans are the next big thing. Obviously they want to try and build it because they own the rights and all that. And then the books have done okay, but not great. And I, I like the idea of the humans being the weirdos that no one mm-hmm. really trusts. Mm-hmm. So in this looks like and like with the solicitations of the X Men, those X Men uh, with blue and gold teams, uh, it looks more like the X Men are gonna be back to like, hey, we're just the closer to what they were, and now the Inhumans will be mm-hmm. again be like kind of cornered off and be weirdos and strange. I like that. I w- and I don't know. That's all kind of. Nothing to do with this book. I think this book is. I think you're. Fine. I think. I, no, I, I I love this book. I thought it was it was fantastic. I think you're just. I think you have a a a, a deeper stake in both camps. That I think that it would probably be challenging for it to be like the exact perfect thing for you. And that's not like a knock at you. I I think that me being a little further apart from both X-Men and Inhumans that I'm just like, okay, this is a really cool story. And I like what they've done with these characters. And I don't know. I think that it's really cool and really exciting. And I think it works really well. And I, I mean, I was just talking about this book at the comic book store the other day. Um, I mean, there's a guy that doesn't really read X-Men. His name is, Enzo Garza, for what it's worth, he's a indie comics guy, and he runs the he runs Acme Comics in Longwood, Florida. Um, but he, I don't think he reads a lot of X Men comics. He says he said he was kind of out of it, and this was he just read number four. He didn't read one through three. Um, but he said he loved this, and I think that may, I don't know that that seems like it has a lot to do with it. You have a lot of stake in in this being. You take a lot of ownership of both both camps right yes probably yeah and i and that i could understand having some some different feelings about it or being a little conflicted about this or this even if you did enjoy it like i think that's perfectly natural i mean i'm not it's not bad it's good like it's not that it's just it i don't know i it it no maybe needs i felt it can be tough to articulate I, i i can't necessarily like i am fine with them killing Cyclops. It's kind of is a natural arc for him. Yeah. You know, that's, it seems like a thing that would, I'm kind of surprised that he hasn't been killed earlier, like sooner in some com in some story. And then, I mean, they he very briefly died in, uh, the, uh, wa- the Whedon astonishing X-Men, but that, I don't really count that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, he is like, I, like, I feel like that's a really good arc for him where he is yes. over the years. And eventually, yeah, he sacrifices himself, and then I that and that ties into Emma Emma's decision. Like, no, he can't. His death has to mean something because mm-hmm. he's had so much importance to the mutants. They foreshadow the uh, the kill shot, by the way, on page seven. 
for what that's worth. I don't know if it is foreshadowed anywhere else. I mean, obviously it is a little bit, and people predicted that he'd be dead, but they do they do sort of call the shot there. Yeah. If that stuck out to you. No, and yeah, it's not that it's not like prescribed or anything. It just feels sudden, mm-hmm. very sudden. Like, I, I think my main complaint is that they just go immediately to killing him when it's not necessarily. Well, just, that's the know. thing. I think it's a, it's like a huge international incident. You know, this is like, this is like Israel and Palestine meeting and everyone's really tense and there's like a, a you know, a, a, a huge incident like this and someone gets shot it it uh, i don't know i to me it feels natural feel like tensions would be really high and it would be hard to show that restraint particularly when it seems like they were planning i, I don't know I, I i hope that you can explain it in the characters and it's not just like oh well Emma was manipulating him, and I, was, uh, I don't know. It's it's. I, I, I think it, the main thing is like, well, the cloud. I wish, like, I don't think it's it could it couldn't be explained. It's just I don't think they do all that groundwork. I think yeah, like no, because there could there could be more, but in the end, it's a four issue series, and yeah. I think they're just trying to move quickly. They're trying to do it as well as they can and sweep it under the rug and move on to the next thing because. Like the right of Terragenesis is a very sacred thing about the Inhumans, yeah. and yes. you, I wish they could have just explained like by doing this you are in like attacking our culture, mm-hmm. and like that's a thing I like about the Inhumans yeah. is they have that weird archaic like mm-hmm. stuff ingrained in them. But I mean, just just think about like the parallels of this to real life. Oh, you're attacking our culture. Well, this thing is literally killing us. Mm-hmm. You know. That's a that is a high stakes argument. I think that that's I don't know. There's a lot of uh, of of interesting fucking parallels to to real goddamn life. Uh, so that shit is way too high stakes. Would you want to read the versus series? The what's based on this? And then one it's coming out soon i think probably i figure we'll at least dip our toe into it i mean i'm excited to see how i thought this was a solid event i thought these were four very good books and i thought this was an excellent conclusion i'm 100 percent a buy on this i am happy to be excited about marvel events again so So, i I sincerely hope what not even over yet in 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 my heart of hearts yes it is I mean, okay, I'm a buy as well. Despite my complaints, I feel like yes, it, it the I, I I think I could have done with one more issue probably. I think I think that that is a valid concern, uh, but they they got four. Yeah, I know. So double buy, Death of X number four. Our next up is Ghost Rider number one. Uh, written by Philippe Smith, Felipe Smith, artist Danilo Beiruth, colors Val Staples and Jesus Abertoff, letters Joe Caramagna, with a b- backup story uh, by Felipe Smith, Trad Moore, Val Staples, and Joe Sabino. This is not a good comic book. You don't like it? Oh. What's, what don't you like about it? Uh, it's just a bunch of fluff and nothing. Like, I, if you're gonna, if you're gonna give me something without substance, get Trad Moore to draw it. <laughs> Well, you get that's the backup story. No, I know the backup story is much more enjoyable than the. Uh, honestly, it feels like a a better story 
it's much more interesting and fun and readable than the uh, the the first story. This the, I don't know. It's the same. It's like same a, writer. It's like a yeah. I, I, like I'm saying, it's I. It doesn't necessarily feel like a question of ability. Um, it just sort of feels like set all this stuff up, throw all these characters in here. In- introduce them all with a bunch of dramatic shots. It's it's not bad, but it's it's clunky and it's like it's written for children in a way that I don't enjoy. Uh, you know, consequently, this is a half decent book for kids. I was um, I was gonna say I feel like this book is purposefully mm-hmm. pushing towards that territory. Where yeah. the that the 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 original Ghostwriter Robbie Ray as Ghostwriter book was darker mm-hmm. and was you know it was covering ground that was closer to what Ghostwriter has always been about you know trying to defeat the darkness inside of you or whatever not succumb to the spirit of vengeance and all that which you see a little bit bit in this but it is mostly like you get Amadeus Cho being like goofy yeah. with this weird purple thing. And yeah. the, I don't know. It feels like they are purposely like, well, I, I think after Trad Moore got off that book, I like sales went down. And I think they're like, well, mm-hmm. we should maybe like they went, we could try and do a ghostwriter book that has other characters in it with, you know, Amadeus Cho and uh, Laura Kinney Wolverine mm-hmm. and push it towards a younger audience. And I don't. I think. I, I, I don't the, know. I mean, I, the I, the writing is on the wall that people do seem to want the lighter, more fun, sillier, more frivolous comics. But I don't. I think it can be like I. Would you agree with me if I said that some of the best, just like popular literature, is is young adult literature? Some of the best. Yeah. Is Harry Potter young adult literature? Yes, absolutely. It's kind yeah. of like the prototypical young yeah. adult literature. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, the so most, in, most, yeah, consumer friendly. Popular, yes, absolutely. Yes, in the popular sphere, Hunger Games. Of, yeah. Yes. Um. So, I mean, you can make something like for a young audience, and it doesn't have to be this clunky and kind of. I don't know. This could be a little less stupid. Um. But it doesn't. It's not wretched, but I don't think it's a great comic. So maybe I'm softening my original position of this is a bad comic, and this is a much more average comic than it should be. I, I'm that's I'm kind of just ambivalent about it. It's, uh, I think, well, it's I, yeah, average, ambivalent. Yes, yeah. of course. I think it's it's okay. I think it. I it's the just, reason you it, would buy this is the trad more backstory. Uh, yes, the whole first part. If of I was going to buy this issue, that's why I would buy yes. it. I would buy it to see a, a more trad, more Coast Rider. I feel like it. This book is it. It has the biggest sin is it's a slow kind of number one mm-hmm. that doesn't have a lot happening. I, I mean, I and again, I think if they're targeting younger audience, they're probably trying to some of these those people probably don't know the stuff that we know about these characters, so they want to. Mm-hmm. And I. I think there's potential for this to like, I think I like all these characters. So maybe like, I think it could round into something that's fun and interesting, but I don't think I, I agree that it doesn't really have a perspective. It doesn't have anything compl- like 
you read Squirrel Girl, which is targeting the same audience, mm-hmm. and I feel like it has more in it. Yes, it's it's that's what I'm saying is I don't have a problem with what this is trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it feels like it's trying to like it's been told to do too many things. It's not doing them quite well enough. Squirrel Girl nails it. There's plenty of books out there that do it really well. This one doesn't quite get it. Like I think you can take Ghost Rider and you can make it lighter. Like it doesn't have to be 90s guy screaming the word vengeance, <laughs> flipping chains around. You know, let me oh, carry a 90-foot gun. Let P- me put P- pockets on pockets on pockets. Pissing Fire? Yes. That's uh, that's Ghost Rider's new album, Pissing Fire. I, Where do you stand, Eric? I, I think that this is a forgettable book, uh, with the exception of the Tradmore. And honestly, it is, a, it is nice. It's Tradmore-y. I feel like it would – I think the colorist has kind of gotten a little too cute with it. You know, and taken away a little bit from the niceness of Trad's lines. I do think they've done a, a on a on a pure coloring level, it looks good. But I think that they could have stood to back off and let let Trad be a little bit more of the star because he's kind of the only thing that I would buy this book for. So I'm I'm definitely more in the do not buy camp. I would say get issue two. Yeah, and see if you like it. That's probably what read, we read we, it at the store. We, well, that's, we we might. That's the the official recommendation. We might follow up on this because I am curious to see how this book what it yeah. bec- what it becomes. And they the solicit the 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 promo for issue two uses the words Monster Squad. Uh, if they there you go. I like Wolf I like Man's got Nards. Wolf Man's got Nards. So, but I don't this. I don't think unless you're a huge Tradmore fan, I'm. Mm-hmm. I would say you do not buy. Like, I feel like that's the, it's, I am a huge Tradmore fan and I think I could pass on this. I do. I do like the backstory way more than the first story, but I, I, it is or, a backstory. And also if you're buying a book for a little kid and they mm-hmm. like the idea of a ghostwriter, then sure. Right. Totes. If they, if they're unfamiliar with these characters, but for any, I imagine most people listening to this podcast are more knowledgeable about these characters and you're not really missing anything mm. if you don't buy it. I st- I still feel Robbie Ray's is um, he's a real missed opportunity. Well, he's I feel they've not quite cracked it. I mean, I don't understand it. I don't know. It it seems like the formula's there. You just maybe this is what it's trying to do. I don't know. You you write the book that's for people that are ironically watching the Fast and the Furious. I have no idea. I don't know what the right thing to do is, he's, but he's, I don't think it's this. The ghost, uh, they've introduced uh, the character into the Agents of Shield television show, mm-hmm. and it's that's, that's and, interesting. And it's been relatively successful. It's like they've actually like mm. are focusing a lot on the character, and the, the special effects actually are good. It's mm. a thing. Uh, Double do not buy on Ghost Rider number one. Next up is Infamous Iron Man number two. Uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art Alex Maleev, colors Matt Hollingsworth, letters and production Clayton Cowles. I'm real. I'm so curious what you think of this. I like it. Like mm-hmm. I like number one, but it's just. But Brian Michael Bendis wrote it. No, it's no, it's and just it makes me feel things, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to say no, it. No, that's I'm gonna. I know exactly how I feel about my okay. criticism. It is. I just want more to happen. Oh, that, that's very valid. 
There's, I mean, That's it's, I like, I, I think all the characters in this are, I like Ben Grimm in this. Mm-hmm. I like Dr. Doom in this. Yeah. It's a lot of really great character moments and fun dialogue and cute scenes. And not, but it really does feel like half a fucking story, doesn't it? it it's just, I want like this, can't, like, the, okay, Eric, I'm going to, I'm pulling it out. Mm-hmm. It's a BS cover. Oh, is it? BS cover. No, they don't fight in this. There's no fighting. They're fighting next issue. We're getting a cover okay. for. I don't. There's no there, no punches thrown. He's clearly on the last page, like right before, right before him choking him. Of course, he's not in that armor. It's not that bullshit. That's. Mm. It's 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 not like you know Batman and his weird virus thing or whatever was happening. <laughs> oh God. You you reminded me of Justice League in that terrible, yeah. that terrible. <laughs> I I just I want more to happen. Just, that's that's the thing. No, that is incredibly valid, and I'm glad you bring it up because it is. It's a lot of character moments and dialogue and um, slow scenes with um, a lot of mood and just you know. I like it. But it really isn't very economical storytelling. But I think this is an awesome book, and I I'm having a great time reading it. I could I could watch Ben Grimm just be a bull in a china shop forever. I think he's frigging that that scene is incredible. No, that's real. I mean, it's I, I and, think and Doctor Doom getting shot, and he says he says unhand me. <laughs> He doesn't give it. He doesn't care that he's shot. It's just like unhand me. Don't touch me. That 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 scene is three pages long, and I'm just like I. No, it it is a bit much, but I still four pages long. Really, it's long. Yeah, it's a lot of this book. But I I really enjoy it. I really like his handle on this character. I like the idea of Doctor Doom like really sucking at trying to be nice like just fundamentally he's just such a such a staunch standoffish bastard yeah it, it's very interesting to me i uh I, I i adore this book it's fabulous i'm a buy i just I don't know. Maybe I'll wait for a trade to read all of it together and not feel I, like I it's think all it, connected think, so yeah. loosely and slow. I think I think trade waiting is fair. Um, I, I mean, I like everything is, about it except that at the end of the book, I go, "What yeah. really happened in this book?" Yeah, not a lot happens. I mean, Doctor Doom gets shot. Ben Grimm is like, "I'm looking for Doctor Doom." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the that's this book. Yeah, that that is what happens. He he fights a nobody and steals his CPU. A Fantastic Four villain. Yeah, yeah. I'm, but I'm a buy. I don't know. I'm a. It's still like it. It's a. It's fun, but it's empty. You know. It's it's mm. like I don't. It there's. It, I think the overall shape will redeem this one. Probably. I hope. But I think I I love I love the thing and I love Doctor Doom and this is fucking awesome. <laughs> This, this book is worth your money. So double buy, Infamous Iron Man number two. Our next book is Great Lakes Avengers number two, written by Zach Gorman, Art Will Robson, colors Tamara Bonvillain, letters Joe Caramagna. Uh, I I, I really, like the Zach. I like this book a lot. Yeah, it's 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 really dumb, but it's delightful. Um, there's a blue werewolf girl. I know. 
I like her. I like all these characters. They're the, all so stupid. They are really dumb. Uh, we we already brought up Next Wave, didn't we? we, who we else, who did I, you compared it to Next Wave. I don't even remember who I compared it to. Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Yeah, it's very Superior Foes. That's, that seemed too obvious. Uh, there's a character named the Dorman, and I'm a Dorman. Which is the Dorman. And I, I, oh yeah, he's the 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 yeah. He opens doors. I like, like Mr. Immortal's like, existential crisis in the tomb in the tomb, and he's like, "Yep, nope, we're out of here. No, we're not doing that. This is not that type of book. We don't have time for you to <laughs> lament for too long. You're out." He tells him he, he he tells him he smelled terrible, which you of course would. Yeah, if you, you were killing yourself in a in a grave. And I, I think the art is really gorgeous. I really like it. It's it. This book is a great time. Oh yeah, no, it's lovely. It's not afraid of being a comic book. Well, I mean, comic books should not be. They should not be. You are one hundred percent correct. I, yeah, the Great Lakes. It, it. I think it's exactly as dorky as Midwesterners need to be. I don't know. I'm a buy. Buy this comic. Mm-hmm. It's a great time. It's fun. It's stupid. It's pretty. It has a devil man. Well, I mean, yeah. And a whole bunch of hipsters. It's got fat Zarya in it. What else do you need? I don't know. People that are two-dimensional. Blue werewolves. And a pink werewolf. The, the art is really beautiful. Like, it's kind of like he's out trad mooring trad more in this. Like, it's 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 like trad more with rounder lines instead of angular lines. Probably not quite the drawing skill trad has, but it's still very solid. Double double I. Mm-hmm. Great Lakes Avengers, number two. And a book I added on the last, not really the last second, the next day. You probably did. weird, weird tack on. I didn't, I, I only added it after I saw an article about it online. I'm like, okay, we should mm-hmm. at least talk about this thing. I'm, okay, wow. I don't know. It's, it's, where's the credits? Why books do this? Why? Why can't yeah. I, the last page? Okay. It is Savage, number one. Writer mm-hmm. B. Clay Moore, Louis LaRosa and Clayton Henry, art, Brian Reber, colors, Dave Lanfear of A Larger World, doing the letters. I added this because this is a Valiant book. Mm-hmm. In the 90s, Valiant published a comic book that was actually, I think, fairly successful at the time, mm-hmm. based around the property of Turok the Dinosaur Hunter. I see. Now Turok the Dinosaur Hunter license is held by Gold Key Comics. Hmm. The re the rebranded Gold Key. And Valiant seemingly decided, let's make our own comic book with dinosaurs and a yeah. killer. And a dinosaur uh, a dinosaur pretty hunter. Standard, yeah, pretty standard uh comic book idea. Yeah. 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 I I, I don't know. It's what do you, I don't it, it it's 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 Good or okay? I don't like it's. It's fine. I, no, it is. It does. I don't want to say falls flat. I think the only reason that I enjoyed it is it is very obviously a thinly veiled. Like, what if David Beckham and his family were marooned, or you know, were marooned on the Lost Island? Yeah, or the Savage Land. Excuse me. Well, it's Valiant, so. Yeah. The Savage World. This dude, this dude is a hundred ten percent David Beckham. By the way. Do you know who that is? Yeah, I know who David Beckham is. International footballer he, and style icon. I, 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 he's not. He does. He's not a footballer for really. No, any. he's 
You're, you'll notice I said style icon. He's a style icon. He's married to Posh Spice. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. Okay. Good for him. Victoria Beckham now. Yes. No, I it's Posh Spice Beckham hyphenated. Uh, I I wish there was more dinosaur killing in it, but other than that, I think I am fine. I like if you are in for like that, it, you have to be in on that premise. If you are in on that premise, I think this book achieves that, but I, I can't, I don't know if there's going to be any more depth to it other than like try and survive on this island. Mm-hmm. Can, can that carry a comic book in 2016? I don't know. I'm almost positive that Dinosaur Killer is his baby. Yeah, me too. I was about to ask, are the parents still alive? No, mm. I, well, I mean, who knows? They might be dead, but they he's, obviously li- He's not going to. He's not going to become a dinosaur killer as an infant. No, he is not. But I mean, so clearly they have to dis- they have to live and fight dinosaurs for a little while. Maybe I he got adopted. Like a- maybe he got adopted by a monkey that can talk. Yeah, perfect. With a top hat. <laughs> I I mean, and there's a he grabbed a lot of eggs, so maybe there's one of them is still alive. He's going to get a talking dinosaur buddy. Maybe who knows? It's going to be it's going to be Ducky from the uh, the Land Before Time. Do you have any I okay, this is completely unrelated, but you mentioned a land before time. Mm-hmm. I was at the store and I was looking at DVDs and there's a box set for forty dollars that you can get all the land before time all the movies. Land before time movies. You're you gonna know, ask me how many movies? How many movies? I would say eight to twelve. I want I'm gonna double check this. Between eight and twelve. I I am being uh, forgive me if that's too broad a guess. No, that's I I will accept it. Let me let me do an official check before I weigh in. It helps that they're numbered. Mm. Oh, this is just... <laughs> hmm. This is going to be tricky because these are... I don't know if these are like the television movies or are these just the actual film. I don't know. I remember a number in the 20s on the cover of that box. Oh, my God. Amazing. Like 20-something. I'm like, I don't really want to spend $40 on this, but... Well, there is a franchise page there on is. the Wikipedia and they only And they here. only go up to 14 Okay, so man, even with that, I was under. Yeah, that says 13 right there. Wow. I knew there were a great many, but I had no idea. Like, they have 13 coming out in 2007, and then another one came out this year in February. Yeah. Which is bananas. And a, 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 a complicated map that shows the voice actors across... Uh, a time span that's amazing is journey of the brave like a reboot <laughs> just retconned everything for the land before time little foot's <laughs> little Christ little foot's still in it little foot's still the main character why would little foot not be the same he's so adorable i know but you would think time passes he'd become bigfoot <laughs> okay are you a buyer on savage i am very happy that you just made that joke. I want to <laughs> slap you, but that's that's so good. That's so bad. Ah, uh, God, that is a tough call because it is. It's like that. It's like that Garth Ennis generic book that also had them crashing on an island and fighting dinosaurs. I like both these characters or, or, way more than those two, but yes, no, it is absolutely good. God, was it dinosaurs or did they have? They had Amazons. They were Amazons. I... But weren't there? There were also dinosaurs. Yeah, it was the Savage World part of yeah, Secret the, yes. Wars. And they never go to Trilobite Island, do they? <laughs> Less exciting. Sealant Island. 
doesn't roll off the tongue. Hey, man. Coelacanth Swamp. You got that alliteration. It's poppy. I'm a buy. I'm a buy on this. I'm gonna. I'm going out. On, I'm going out for it. Bye. Oh, you're really. You're really gonna do that to it's me. The, now, the, I, now I don't. Now I still don't know what I want uh, to do. It's the. I like. I like. Like just having those those two adults like have like a real conversation mm. and sound like real people. Yeah. I no. Mean, it, it, it 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 has a good voice. Yeah. You know what? I think I agree with you. It's. I'll. I will go one on my mush meter. Okay. And I'll say Robbie is correct that this is probably a book worth looking into with weird uh, uh, David Beckham like Gohan killing dinosaurs. That's a complicated reference I just made. We did just talk like for a couple minutes about the land before time, so I think it's okay. I know. We're we're we're. We're off to a fine start here. That's what happens when we skip a couple weeks. It's true. I have to mention the land before time. So that's a double buy on Savage number one with a motion meter of 0.5. Just just a little tad, a little bit there. Mm-hmm. We can move on to our next segment. It is time for checking in. Checking in is the part of the show where Eric and I will talk about what we've been up to, what we've been doing, what we read, seen, viewed, looked at, done nerdy things, recommendations, all kinds of stuff. Eric, tell mm-hmm. me tell me about your trip. Gosh, I haven't I have not uh I have not told you about it yet, have I? Mm-mm. What uh what would you like to hear about first? Do you want to just get a, a bird's eye view and know where we went? Uh highlights. Where I mean, yeah, give me I mean, obviously the location is well, good. Yeah. Uh, what your your your, your right. best experiences? Okay. The, any I'll, any I'll... weird things you encountered? Oh man, it is, um, this is the first time I have ever properly, like, had to get a passport and left the country. Technically, I've been to the Bahamas before, but it was a very touristy place and not very interesting. Um, I flew into the Netherlands, um, into the, the airport, uh, in Amsterdam, and I was there for three days on my own before I got on the boat and spent a lot of time uh, being able to just, you know, derp around and get on the right schedule and just tool around in Amsterdam. I really like, I really like the Netherlands. I really like Amsterdam. I really like the Dutch. It is a, a, a wonderful city. Uh, and I think it gets a really unfair rep, um, for being really gross and seedy. Uh, I, to me, it was just a place with really cool people great art and culture. I mean, I went to the Rijksmuseum. Uh, not really sure if I'm pronouncing it right. My Dutch is not, you know, it's non-existent. You know, it's spelled R-I-J-K-S Museum. The Rijksmuseum is, I think, how it's said. Um, I saw, like, a painting by Van Gogh. I saw Night Watch by Rembrandt. You know, it's a, a city where they have like a city square that's named after Rembrandt. And it's also a place where there's more bicycles than people. It's, it's interesting that way where you like Google map to like go to a place and it takes you 20 minutes to drive there and 10 minutes to bike there. So everyone bikes everywhere. And I actually like was drinking so much and got so dehydrated. I got horrifying leg cramps when I was biking around and could not even walk. My legs were cramped up so bad. Drinking water is important. 
It is, but I mean, there's not a whole lot I could do when I was like, you know, a couple miles from my hotel and like incapacitated on a bicycle trying to trying to get to a place before it closed. It was uh, it was pretty horrifying, and then I couldn't hardly walk back. <laughs> All you got to do is just randomly find a passerby, just grab them, and just mime what you need from them. They all speak English. Oh, okay. I did not have one single Dutch person not speak English to me. More people, and this is an interesting statistic that my brother told me. I have not fact-checked it, but more people in the Netherlands speak English than in Canada. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. The Netherlands? Yes, Netherlands. Is it people or just percentage? Uh, it's I don't know what to tell you. I know that but, a lot of countries, I mean, Canada does have a very high percentage of people who do only speak French. So, mm-hmm. yes, like, that's, can... that, that's, that's where the 15% comes from. Yeah. But the thing about most of Europe, uh, I mean, th- you're going to go to a country and sort of depending on their history and kind of their position in the, the, the modern market, like there are a lot of people that are speaking German and a lot of people that are speaking French because they're very economically, you know, important countries. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do business, you need to speak French or German, you know. Uh, but lots of people in Germany spoke also English because they want to do business with the English. Um, but the Dutch, I mean, they're kind of on the sidelines. So they're like, well, we'll learn English. It's fine. But they were also really, really wonderful, really agreeable people. Food in, in the Netherlands was not that amazing. I was disappointed with that, but I did have delicious pancakes uh, that I would recommend if you ever go to Pancake House upstairs, Robbie. You saw the picture, didn't you? I did. Yeah, you should. I shared, I Instagrammed and, and Facebooked a lot of things. All my stuff is public in case you're interested in looking at it. Um, Easy Goodnight on Instagram and, you know, my real actual Eric Z. Goodnight name on Facebook if you want to see. Um but from Amsterdam, we uh, started cruising down the Rhine River on a smaller uh, cruise ship because it's a riverboat, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like Mark Twain, except in Europe. So I don't know. Um, but we visited, we, we did not, I, I don't know, my parents and brother did not get to spend hardly any time in Amsterdam. They went on a walking tour and went back to the boat and sort of tried to detox from the long, long flight. It is uh, at least a 10-hour flight across the Atlantic. It's not uh, It's not exciting. Um, so we went to, we did go to one other city in the, the Netherlands, and it was called Kinderdijk. Do you know what the windmills in, uh, in the Netherlands are for? Grinding? Pumping water oh, okay. out of swampy land. Okay. What actually happened? This is there's a lot of fucking history on this tour. So now I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an expert on okay. European His, history historian. Yes, scholar. Uh, no, they apparently like were kind of like in Scotland. They were like cutting up peat from the ground and using it for fuel, but it like destroyed their landscape and turned it into a swamp which it was already pretty swampy apparently but like it was that's why you associate like dikes dams uh with the dutch and windmills because the windmills pump the water out and make the land less swampy 
and the dikes, you know, stop, dam up the water so they don't all drown and die. So it was boring and interesting. <laughs> Not as fun as Amsterdam. Somehow the the four-hour tour of... Uh, you know, 300, 400-year-old uh, windmills was not as interesting as the, all the pot and hookers of Amsterdam. Somehow. Pancakes. Crazy. Yeah. What else did we do? I think we, we went to Cologne, Germany. I was like, like, there's lots of castles. I saw castles. There's castles and cathedrals. You cannot, you cannot, you know, take a knee to tie your shoe without bumping your head on, like, two cathedrals that are 800 years old. And it's... The, the the weirdest thing, and I don't, it's probably not too dissimilar in Canada, right, that it's a young place, you know, that something 70 years old, you're like, man, this building's got history. Well, you know, like hundreds of people died building the Cathedral of Cologne or the Cathedral at uh, Strasbourg or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, like it's literally like 700 years old or something like that. And it's weird to be like face to face with something like I ate at a, a friggin' restaurant that was 250 years older than the United States of America. When I was in Amsterdam, I ate at a restaurant, I had pancakes at a place. Mm-hmm. And that is a weird thing. You get I, I, I think that it it makes you a little bit more community minded to think about all the hundreds of people that died and spent their or spent their whole lives building a crazy giant gothic cathedral it's it's bananas it's so strange to see but i climbed the cathedral of uh of cologne cologne germany and uh, we had a a, a huge screaming argument with my brother and his wife at a beer house in Germany and we had to sort of patch things up. Uh Cologne was mostly kind of I don't know forgettable after that, but I did do a lot of drawing and painting, you know, up to that point and certainly after. Where did we go after Cologne? I think it was a couple of little cities and then Strasbourg. Uh I I thoroughly enjoyed um uh France. Strasbourg was a city in France that has changed hands from uh, Germany to uh, France back and forth many, many times. And it's, I think it's also where my favorite French beer, um, it's, uh, what is it? It's got that, it's got that uh, German name also, and I can't think of the silly name of it. Oh man, why is it not right on the tip of my tongue? Cronenberg, that's what it's called. I feel so dumb. Yeah, I had a Cronenberg in in Strasbourg where it's supposed to be brewed, I think. I might be wrong on that, but it's what I was told. Also, ate head cheese. How was that? Tasted like the... Well, I mean, you and I have shared head cheese before. We had it at uh, the... Yes. I'm just curious if this is any different. It was not great. It was fine. It tasted like... um, you know, gelatin with stuff in it. Yeah, I think I think that the food that we had at uh, at the 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 the, the Brow House here, I can't think of uh, Mister Dunderbox. Yes, was was better. That plate of of cutlet was was better. Okay. Um, gosh, and I don't know. We had a lot of a lot of really fun places. I went to comic book stores whenever I could. Um, I went to Lambic in Amsterdam, which. Uh, I actually went to that, and I went to Hank's Comics. I really like the Lambic shop. They were super nice. I walked in and started talking to the owner. Um, 
and he made me a coffee and we talked about uh we talked about all kinds of comics and he told me about how he didn't like Don Rosa because he thought that Dutch people did better duck comics than him. And I'm like, well, that's that's okay. You're a good you're a good dude. You're crazy though. <laughs> um, he was a he was a great guy. Really great store. Like a it's like a small little place. I didn't take any pictures inside it, but like it was kind of like a you know a small building like in New York or something. Something with some age on it. And there were two floors, and the bottom floor was all English books, and the top floor was all, you know, various languages, but mostly Dutch. He told me my Dutch was terrible. I probably wanted the English books. So I showed him I bought Mobius books in Dutch. Um, What did I go to? I think the shop in Strasbourg I went to is called Savaboule. Uh... I can't really look that up to verify it but he said that it's it was a pun because he was we talked about uh asterisk as you might imagine yeah but it's something about like a double entendre that like boulet or whatever the let me try spelling it a different way Uh, no i can't find it it's on my um i have it on my facebook i could show it to you at some point but it's a it's apparently a uh, it's kind of a pun because the word boulet uh means uh like word bubble, but it also means to kind of like goof around and twiddle your thumbs, he said. Okay. So I I don't know. It it's the kind of, puns don't translate well. No, they don't. They're that you you get it explained to you and you're like, "Well, that's not funny." Um but it was a really nice store. I bought some lovely uh mobius artwork uh and also like he showed me some uh, some battle angel uh that they had there that i had not seen in stores and i bought that in a yukito kishiro art book it was very fun to see um so what, what else strasbourg really mostly from france we went to one other small city after strasbourg that was called um a little place um we were going for like christmas markets and little things like that and mm-hmm. just to derp around in the city but it was it was fun it was exciting i can't think of the silly name of where we went it was a smaller town but you know nice place i can't a lot of it was just sort of you know wandering around and getting a feel for the city and interacting with people and drinking an obscene amount of coffee what was booze also but you know what was the best food you had on the whole trip probably that damn pancake um i did really enjoy the food in france we went to um it was not called milan rouge it was called something rouge i could find the name of it let me look at my photo i made i just made an album for all those pictures that i took oh i also went god the kathy colwitz museum in cologne which I didn't even know existed, and she's been one of my favorite artists of all time. That was incredible. I ate a uh, a sausage that was made out of a pig's stomach. That was it was actually very delicious. Um, that was in Germany, as you might assume. Darwin, yeah, well, he could be in France. You can do that. In I'm France. trying. No, they they would they would potentially do that. Um, my son Rouge is what it's called. I looked at the food and was able to remember the name, but I could not. Uh, I could not, for the life of me, without the visual cue, remember it. 
We also went to a really super weird um, uh, museum of like giant music boxes. Okay. You know. Yeah. Like like you like you imagine like the the old like Univac computers. It's like that, but for playing music. Like it takes up. It, it's like two like pianos stacked on top of each other, like a giant like walk-in closet. But it's a you know. It's a, a music box with like actual violins that spin around and play themselves, and I mean every one is like an amazing feat of engineering. It's like the weirdest thing, like an automatic orchestra. Yeah, yeah. I just found. Uh, I, I've seen one. How that? Yeah, it's spelled B U L L E R Buller. Okay. I just I just found it. Apparently, there's like a guild of uh, comic book sellers. They call them libraries, which I thought was amazing. Uh, but it's called uh, Canal BD or Canal. I'm not sure how they pronounce the word Canal. Uh, but there are many of them around, apparently, all sort of related through that. But the one I went to is Sava Boulet, and my pronunciation is laughable. About as good as mine. Yeah. Oh, man, I also saw... So apparently Strasbourg was where Gutenberg created his movable type press, so that was exciting. That is neat. Yeah, I uh, Colmar. That's the name of the city we went to in France, where my Saint Rouge was. That was just a day of uh, you know goofing around, and I drew a lot of drawings, and you know just hung out with family, drank coffee. If you went back, would you want to do another thing like this, where you see lots of places or would you want to just spend time in one place for the same amount or something that's i could probably spend a lot more time in in amsterdam or the netherlands i would not do this many cities i would do two maybe pick a central you know, location and then kind of just yeah well no i would what i would probably do is like i want i want to go back to france i wanted to go before you know i uh before we had the idea to do this, I wanted to go to um, Lyon, and I think as long as I'm there, I'll probably like take a train from Lyon to Paris and see both cities. Uh, but I would totally go back to Amsterdam right now. It was uh, a wonderful experience. It was probably my favorite thing, and it was probably, I mean, in terms of like art and culture and that sort of thing, it was probably the best experience and i think a lot of it was because a lot of the stops we went to uh, we were on a shorter leash and we had to do the things that were part of the the tour right so it was in my eyes not as interesting i would prefer to get lost a whole lot and get weird leg cramps and you know wander eat at a 500 year old restaurant and have pancakes and nearly die don't die Apparently, um, was it in Cologne? Yeah, apparently the cathedral in Cologne has the bones of the three magi. All these cathedrals, they have these these crazy spurious claims that they have some crazy artifact. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have a uh, like an Ark of the Covenant style shrine uh, that's supposed to ha- contain the bones of the three wise men that visited Jesus. I wonder if I can share it to you. I mean, you're taking them at their word, right? Yeah, well. Obviously. It it doesn't matter to me. I'll share you the picture, see if it'll get to you. Nope, no traveling. It's on the internet. I guess that's true. 
Yeah, it, it's it it is very different, and it's interesting how the people are also the same. Like I feel like I don't know the Germans. Like I see, I see their character in my family. <laughs> you know, when we're kind of like at our worst and most standoffish, we're very like the Germans. You know, and I don't like Germany that much compared to France or the Netherlands. Yeah, I would I would go back to either of those places and would need good specific reasons to go back to Germany. Although their food was on point. It was quite delicious. I had five worsts in one day. Eric, you can just go to Epcot. It's the same. You live in Florida. It, okay, my crazy mother did keep saying this is like Disney. <laughs> and I was like, Mom. <laughs> I mean, to her credit, you do kind of have that in the back of your head. That they're like, this reminds me of Epcot. I think it goes to show you what a good job they did in making Epcot. Um, but I, I don't know. I uh, are you are you telling me that Epcot is not just like I can't just go to Epcot and get the same experience? You should go to Epcot. Epcot's awesome. No, I like Epcot a lot, but, but it's not German. Yeah, or no, France. it's it is certainly. They did a good job. That's what I'm saying. They did a very good job. Good. And I I don't know. It is a it is it is it was it was wonderful. I uh, I have kind of it was kind of like going to New York that I've thought of kind of nothing since. You know, it was a a wonderful time, and I would go back. Apparently, in Strasbourg, France, the regional specialty is a weird pizza, and I don't know why. They, I- that's their specialty in 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 the the german slash french city of strasbourg their specialty is pizza and they call it flambe i can't i don't know i didn't really care for it personally i thought it was okay i did like their rotisserie ham because ham is delicious i mean i mean there's a certain yeah you make ham good it's good ham mm-hmm. they also sell a thing called pork knuckle which is uh not knuckle at all but actually uh shoulder but it's huh. bone in they oh. do that in 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 the German. Uh, that sounds uh, German. Brawl houses. Sounds good. Yeah. Look at all this food's making me hungry. I'm skipping lunch so I can go to my friend's restaurant in uh, Sarasota when we're done recording. So, Eric. Robbing. Well, you were gal. That was your European vacation. My European vacation was great. I stayed home and wrote. That's what I okay. did during my European vacation. I yeah, you you uh you finished early, didn't you? A few days, yes. I I I won. NaNoWriMo. Yes. So you can you can pat yourself on the back. I did. I'm going to take off December and then start revising in January. That's good. What uh, what is your what is the story about? Do you want to talk about it? I I can give you it it's about a a, a group of slackers who accidentally find themselves in the midst of a war between ancient gods. That they have accidentally awoken. Mm. It sounds like an Edgar Wright movie, kind of. It was is Ed, this... Edgar Edgar Wright X uh, Neil Gaiman. I it was not what I envisioned it. Ha- like it mm-hmm. changed shape multiple times. It's, it's probably healthy that it does that. Yeah, yeah. it felt right. The wherever it, I just let it go where it went. But that's kind of it is decidedly less dark than I what had envisioned it. I had imagined imagined some sort of like bloody grim thing but it became a it's there's darkness but it's a little decidedly less of that 
I, I don't know. I, I, I'm happy with where, where it went. I think it, I, I'm gonna try and make it a, f- a book. I don't know if it's mm. gonna, I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, not necessarily a, I'm gonna try and make it good. My best. But I'm not gonna say it's a good book, but I'm gonna try and make it a book. That's uh, okay. I'll, uh, send it to me. I'll read it. I'm, I, I'm gonna ask, I'll, I'm gonna do a revision by myself. Yeah. And then, no, of course. And then ask, ask some people to look at it. Yeah. Editors are expensive. Oh, well. You know, uh, if you were gonna, I don't know if she would just do it for you for free, but the best possible editor you could get is, uh, Ivy Decker. Yeah, Ivy would be a very, a good person to send. Yeah. She's a thoroughly excellent, uh, writer and editor. She's like a superpower editor. It's amazing. But congratulations. I'm glad that you, uh, and you actually got to an ending. Yes, I finished it. It's, it's, uh, the 50,000 words is the goal. I hit 68. Yeah. I, I got to my word goal just a little bit past it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a break. And you read where it ended. It did not end. Yeah. That's why I kept going. Yeah. I could have, like, I hit 50. I'm like, I can't. No, you I, have to, you have to power through uh, and finish the stupid shit. Yeah. That it's, it's, um, that's a thing that I've learned about myself since then. That's my problem but, before is that I've started yes. and then like it doesn't end. It never gets a finish. I'm like, well, I need to finish this. I don't care. I, I wrote, no. I think I wrote 8,000 words on my final day because I just was so anxious and getting it done. Yeah. And I think my hat's off to you. Good for you. I look forward to uh, uh, reading it and telling you that I don't like any of your characters. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> They're, I don't know. They're, I, I'm, I'm trying to forget it. I'm trying to like just let it go so that when I read it again, it'll be, I can look at it with a better perspective. I also saw Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. That was a movie, wasn't it? It was. It's still a movie. It's still out. I think it's a movie about a comic book. It is. It's good. I did. We already talk about the, um, the kind of. We we did talk about the sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Imper- uh, Orientalism, sort of on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually it's. I mean, they do their best to kind of subvert it. Yeah, I, I think, I I think it was even you that was saying the whole idea of like, well, you know, it, it's it's built on top of shaky ground to begin with. You kind of have to. They, Calm down, let it go. The writer, uh, the writer had an AMA on Reddit, and someone asked him about that. He's like, "Well, we made the ancient one a woman, mm-hmm. uh, purposefully because of that. Um, we, you know, they, they, the writer himself was kind of hamstrung in certain ways because the, before he even wrote the movie, some of the roles were already chosen. Mm-hmm. So he had to, yeah, he they had, had to, to go along, go and use what whatever they said, had. Yeah. They, you know, Wong is not his manservant in it." Mwang is a, a, just another magician, another sorcerer. That's a that's a solid choice. He's a, he's he's a librarian in, mm. in of of the of the of their one of the strongholds. Um, yes, I, I I think my like it has very really great visuals. Uh, mm. Like it pulls a lot of tricks. Inception used about like things bending and moving and reality shifting and stuff like that. It does a very good job of simplifying magic. Mm-hmm. Like just making it seem like, hey, here are the rules. It's we don't we want to make this as simple as possible. We you're not we're not going to explain the inner workings of it. It's just like, hey, here's a simple way to explain it, and then hand wave the rest, and that's 
exactly what they need to do. That's you don't you don't need to get deeper into that stuff unless you really like are have some. That seems like a, a quagmire. Mm. Uh, and I think my 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 favorite thing about it is the ending. It actually does something really clever. Uh, I think in I, I think it, it in itself like a lot of these Marvel movies have done. They've subverted your expectations for a superhero movie. You know, they bend the so they become closer to other genre films than ever than they ever become. Like, hey, it's a quote unquote superhero movie. Um, but Bennett Cumberbatch is a good Doctor Strange. I like him as a mm. he's he's a good he is not he's a he's a very talented actor. He's not that the... he's not the. Uh, Jason Aaron, Doctor Strange, really. He's closer to the prototypical. They, 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 there's Tony Stark in there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. The people are like, oh, it's the same story as Iron Man. I'm like, eh, kind of, but I uh, mean, how, how, how much of this stuff is all borrowing? From yeah. From the this, same genre soup, soup anyway. And the same archetypes and stuff like that. I mean, yep. he's yep. another smarmy guy who's self important. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but, uh, like, they, it's a little it's different enough that i i really enjoyed it i'm i'm excited he's going to be in i'm assuming ragnarok because they teased it at the end uh so we'll see him in the thor movie uh with the hulk i'm interested mm-hmm. i i another good movie uh, it's not my favorite it's not even probably in my top five but i i enjoyed it i did not regret seeing it mm. cool yeah i did we I, that's I, we can we're trying to keep it short and we're doing a very bad job of that uh mm-hmm. this we, has been We've already used up all the time, and we have a 900-page book to talk about now. Is it 900 pages? It's uh, 500 and something odd pages. It's a, it's a lot. We there's can... there's there's like a hundred pages of apocrypha, so really it's about 400 and something. I, I did not read that. I did not read it either. I'm so relieved to hear you say that. <laughs> so does does this mean it's uh, it's time to make it a is, noise and it move is, on? It is time for the noise. It is time for our final segment. We jump over to Nerd Boy Book Club. Nerd Book Club is uh, the part of the show. Eric and I will assign a longer collected work and discuss it in depth like you would a book club. This week we are doing From Hell by Alan Moore and Eddie Campbell, the massive tome about uh, the Jack the Ripper and the Jack mm-hmm. the Ripper killings and Alan Moore Moore and Campbell's portrayal of a, a fictionalized version of those events. Of everything we've ever read, Eric, Mm-hmm. This is one of the th- I'm like I don't know what to talk about. I was kind of thinking the same thing that it's really it's a weird damned book. It is because like it's it, it it's a very Alan Moore book and it really fits with a lot of the the things that you expect from him. That like I was I was with a friend the other night. And one of the like conversations from you know a couple of years past that stuck out in my mind about her is that she was talking about all the violence against women in Alan Moore stories, and this is like the prototypical like could not get more about violence against women. Like that is what this book is about, you know. And it's not a it's not a there's there's not even really an arc to it. It's just guy kills a bunch of women and is essentially not punished for it and weird shit happens. And there's like a bunch of like there's 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 magic and 
gender, weird gender politics. And time travel. And he loves time travel. This is all super Alan Moore stuff. It is about, is about the occult and Mm -hmm. like the history, history of places. And at some point, uh, William Gull sings Sister A. Um, yeah. You're supposed to react to that. I, I figured you, I figured that would get some reaction from you. I mean, nothing. I don't, nothing. It's, I mean, it's a reaction in that I go, of course. Sergeant, Sar- Sergeant, Sergeant Thick posts a rant about Steve Ditko. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is, oh, I, I, it's trying to pin down what this book is actually doing. Like, I think, I don't, it's, hailed by everyone as a masterpiece yeah i don't know that i think it is very good yeah but it's hard to it's it's not it's hard saying really just, a specific no, it, thing it's saying many yeah. things yeah it, it 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 is it's i think the main thing that i take away from this i mean when i read it as a, as a young man and i did not even finish it I couldn't. It's too long and too heavy. It's like it's tough. To it read. is very dense. Very yeah, like so. It the densest. It's yeah the densest this, thing I've ever yes. read. I don't know that that's the case because I feel like Watchmen is denser. It's just shorter. I think that. Well, I mean, it's the okay has the most mass. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, I would say that this is two to two and a half times as long as Watchmen. And it is, it probably has like one and a half the amount of content as, as Watchmen does. So comics um, physics, that's how that works. Yeah. I, I mean, whatever numbers. Um, well, you were saying, what is it to you? Can, okay, if you're going to pin one thing on it, what is it? Oh, man. Um, I'm not, well, I feel like I understand your question, but I kind of don't. The main thing you like took it, away from it. The main thing yeah. I took away from it. Yes. I think I was just about to drive at it because I was going to say that uh, when I was young, I was like, oh, man, Alan Moore is a genius. And I read it now and I'm like, Alan Moore is fucking crazy. <laughs> like, that's that's literally what I walk away from this thinking is like, this man is diseased. This is crazy. <laughs> Like he's obviously been really unstable this whole time. I mean, I'm, I'm being super mean, but like you're you're like reading this and you're like, this is fucking nuts. But I mean, the, I, it, it is very tremendously interesting that this is obviously a very believable and convincing narrative around a bunch of insane misinformation mm-hmm. from you know. 130 years ago? Well, yeah, more, well over 100 years ago. Um, and it's, he still manages to take something that has been done to death because they have in their apocrypha. I could not bring myself to read more. I, I didn't even, I didn't even read the chapter bumps. I, I read the did chapter read bumps. Those? I read the I chapter bumps. Not. I did not. Are there any Joy Division lyrics? <laughs> I don't remember. I read every one arc. I can't remember any. <laughs> <laughs> this means nothing. I, I took the time, but it doesn't matter uh, because it's just there's so much to this thing. Like I'd have yes. to spend five times the amount of time reading it ver- yeah. over I, and over I just to remember. Like I, right. I was going to say that I feel like with Watchmen, like you can read all this stuff carefully and you can mine things out of it. You know, like mm-hmm. we had like almost a two hour discussion on Watchmen 
for a reason. It's it really is that rich, and this is certainly good. But at a certain point, I, I don't know. You're you, more talking you, about nonfiction you, elements, and yeah. oh, this history is interesting. And yeah, you lose you, know. you lose. Uh, you lose focus and the mm-hmm. book loses focus. Be- like yeah. there's parts of it that I'm going like, this is really fascinating, but why is it here? Why? Like, is it, does it really add that much? Like that whole long section oh, where they yeah. go on the tour, where we go on the occult tour of London and the surrounding area. Yeah. And that was a part that really stuck out to me uh, when I was young, because I was like, how does he know all this stuff? And, you know, I went to I went to, I when I when I was in Europe, I'm like, well, this is the this is the kind of thing that a fucking tour guide in Europe would tell you. Like, this is not there just is this kind of history. Yes. Uh, I know, mean, it, it just is around. You go by the apoc- you read the Apocrypha, which I I peeked at different period, like parts mm-hmm. of it that I was real like mostly I really looked at what about who was really who was William Gull in real for real mm-hmm. like that was the only part where I went okay I'm gonna go look at that section and get enough to like satisfy my curiosity but other than that I'm like I don't there's already so much in this comic why am mm-hmm. I reading just encyclopedias at the end yeah. that aren't gonna add anything to it to me especially when he goes like oh yeah this whole all of these connections were based on this one book that I read and most mm-hmm. of it has been uh, basically decried by every historian since it's been published. So yeah. it, it, it was a hoax so, I mean, or something like that. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't to me at all. Cause this is, this is ultimately it's a work of fiction and it is an interesting one is an interesting theory. I don't, I, I, I don't walk away from this thinking, well, Alan Moore's done it. He's solved the mystery <laughs> of Jack the Ripper. No, like I, no, of course it's not. not the point. This is something that, he was obsessed with it. It pushed all of his Alan Moore buttons, <laughs> you know, when he came up with the idea. Yes. And he's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on, Eddie. We're gonna do 900 pages of comics. You're gonna draw nine panel pages do, over and over and over again. You're gonna draw a lot of hairy fannies. It's gonna be, it's gonna be great. Uh, you're gonna, okay. you're gonna, you're gonna draw little withered old man dicks getting blowjobs. Oh my god! In the street. We'll, what's so? We'll get to so, that. Wait, wait. So, so, so much what, sex in this book. There is a lot. I was gonna say, the thing I took away from thematically, I think I thought mm. about it. I'm like, what's the main thing I really? It's like basically how often terrible people can be ins- insinuated into great positions of power, mm. where they're basically invincible. And how that power is, you know, like, poor people get shit on. Like, that's, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, that is, I mean, that's what happens in this comic. Like, rich people, nothing, like, Gull goes crazy. That's the only reason he's punished, is because he ends up a crazy person who would, who admits to doing the things to the police. That is the Mm -hmm. only reason he is not, he is punished. If he had, was quiet, then it would not matter. Uh, and there's a bunch of poor prostitutes to get, brutally murdered mm-hmm. and they no one cares yep um that's in that i mean i don't know what else i'm supposed to take away from it i don't know what i'm supposed to glean from the occult stuff like or the history of the occult in london or you know what i you know what i took away from it 
what? I mean, it's it's like a big Alan Moore wank. It's like I find this interesting. So I just included it. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. I want like, to... Here's a bunch of here's some shit I think is neat <laughs> in a book about a period of history I think is neat and that's a guy probably, that I think is neat in Freemasonry, which I think is neat. I, that's probably the I don't know when you mentioned Watchmen. I think feel, it, Watchmen feels like everything in it has a purpose. Yes, I think that this is this is older than Watchmen, right? No, no, no. I love how the fucking movie comes up. Oh, I haven't seen... I've seen parts of it. Nothing I can remember. I know Johnny Depp's in it. 1989 to 1996. It took that long, huh? That's crazy. I know it went on for so long. But, I mean, there's... Okay. Do you want to talk about the sex? I always want to talk about sex, baby. <laughs> Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's mm-hmm. talk about, Let's talk you, about and you and me. You and me. God. Nineteen eighty six it started, Watchmen, and then the other one is nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. I guess that does make sense. This is after he kind of left. Yeah. No, it feels mainstream. like a creator owned work for yeah. sure. Um there's a lot of it in this. It's and it's never romantic. Mm-hmm. It is I mean I I think that um I, I feel like the the prince oh the initial with the uh, yeah. with the the flower shop girl the well she wasn't flowers the candy shop candy girl. shop excuse me candy shop yeah. I thought I thought it was sweet I I get I think that I don't I it certainly doesn't carry any of the the the, the connotations the other the later ones the later sex scenes have it's mm-hmm. it just felt maybe I just put too much reading especially this time that I know what was going to happen. To those, yeah. To her in particular, mm-hmm. I went. Hmm, I can't. It's hard for me to get past. Yeah. That to me, it was the. If you're gonna decry all the sex and the rest of it, which I think is, you know, it's fair. I'm not like that's that's sounded like a criticism, but it's not. Uh, but I think that it is. It is different. You know, potentially by design. No, I mean it's ever nothing in everything is kind of gross and dirty in this comic book. Mm-hmm. No, it it definitely is, and I I remember not liking the uh, the drawing and lettering in this um, originally when I was younger. Yeah, when I was younger, reading through it, I did not care for it. But I think like it, you know, it's an interesting world that this is, and it does it does feel kind of like the art that it's referencing a little bit, you know, it, it feels like the, um, you know, the, 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 the plate illustrations and the, the cross hatching and all that, except grubbier. Yeah. You know, it is wildly inconsistent. I'm, do you think any of that is, I mean, I feel like, of course, some of it is purposeful, like the, uh, mm-hmm. like when it's cutting back and forth, uh, between Gull and his, his has like a blurry, kind of like dream like i don't know consistency mm-hmm. to it and then you cut back to the 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 women and there it's you know the dirty scratchy stuff again it's not as clean and i it feels like sometimes i'm not i wasn't sure about if they were per, if if Eddie Campbell was purposefully making like cuz it felt sometimes like the scenes with the upper class people were was cleaner there was less less of it you know it was mm-hmm. just simpler like sh- shapes and figures in a room and as opposed to uh the bars or something where it's just if 
it looks like hell sometimes. Like ever, like just, it's just like dark scratchings of a serial killer or something in the background. And I don't, it feels appropriate when I say that because obviously, mm. but I don't know. It, it, I wouldn't call it necessarily appealing, but I feel like it fits this book to a T. Yeah. It's not, it, I mean, it's not an appealing story. It's no, it's certainly subject matter. not. That is, uh, that, uh, mm, yeah. I don't know. It this... is an, it is an interesting story. Yeah. Um, and it is interesting subject matter, but, um, uh, okay. What's the, 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 the violence towards the women in this? Mm-hmm. It is, I mean, the murders were grotesque. Mm-hmm. There's the, no... the last one was like even worse. No, than I mean any of the other ones. Well, I mean in real life they were grotesque, and no, obviously and, it's and, and the book itself is certainly not glamorizing uh, how women were treated then and even now uh, to a certain extent. Uh, it's but I, I don't. How did you? It made it certainly made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if that make any of it is necessarily bad. Like, I, I don't feel like it necessarily is like, Hey, it, it, it doesn't glamorize it. It doesn't, isn't, mm-hmm. uh, isn't certainly, uh, like espousing that, Hey, no women are lower and they should be treated lower. And I mean, they have the entire section of, uh, in that, uh, was it, I forget if it was part of that history section or not, but the, Oh, women used to rule and then men mm-hmm. wrested it from them and have not let go. Uh, but then you have the queen as the most powerful figure in the book. Yes, who sets the whole thing into motion. Yeah, who's like, no, we need to silence these women. So that is a weird thing that she almost almost supposedly sanctions, and he's doing this on her behalf, supposedly. And yet he rants and raves about all this weird, like, you know, all this weird hatred for women. And I... I don't think that it's 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 not Alan Moore is not that person, obviously, that I think that he does have this strange fascination with uh, uh, gendered violence, you know, violence against women specifically. Um, My friend that I was talking to about it, she said that he does usually use it as a way to build character or whatever, but it, it there's no such... I mean, maybe there is, that the women that live more towards the end and how they react and the things that they do, it, 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 that is at least interesting, you know? But they're... It must have really fucking sucked to be a woman back then. All these women are like, oh yeah, my husband died, so now I'm a homeless prostitute. It was the best option. Yeah, being dead or being a homeless prostitute, Jesus Christ! Yeah, it, it, it like, just, like not like none of them were like young women. They're all like, I'm 45. I have three children. I'm a homeless prostitute. <laughs> like fucking Christ! Yeah, it it doesn't. I I could understand it if you try if you start tying it into like everything he's ever written and like trying mm-hmm. to and start using it like seeing it as a motif, but. Mm-hmm. In any – like, I have a, a, a larger – probably a, my larger concern with it is in Watchmen and, and actually yeah. this. This, yes, this is about – like, along with 
it, from the ground floor. It yeah. Is, like I said, it is literally, it is the prototypical, this is a story about killing women. Yeah. That is literally what this is about. And I'm like, I think this is the one story of his where you could say that it is necessary to, mm-hmm. to include, I mean, the only other option is just not tell the story at all. Yes. Which is, I mean, it is an option, but I, like you said, Alan Moore is a crazy person. I, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like you can, t- like the depth of this and how long it is and how much research he obviously did, even if it, some of it was, you know, not necessarily in nonfiction sources or whatever, but he is, was very interested with all of this thing. So this book, certain, it just, maybe an, an, a, a, a less educated reader could, take that away from that but i certainly went i went like oh my god this is so shitty like everything about this is shitty it makes me hate everything about this story and it's not that mm. it's a bad like it's a good comic yeah you were right but i remember this is this is the kind of book that why would you ever want to read it again yeah i read it the one time and i'm like well mm-hmm. i think it's been 10 years probably since i read this thing or yeah. it, it's been a very long time and i think it might maybe another ten years from now I'll read it again. Uh, like it's interest. Like I think the craft in it is always fascinating. And like with any mm-hmm. Alan Moore comic and the choices he makes and the choices he he and the artist just like the nine panel pages. Yeah, like that just the that rigid at me as well. The rigid structure of of this thing, yes. like that yes. is really fascinating. The like it starts. That in particular makes me start make makes me pay attention when you have that rigid structure of nine panel pages. Whenever a page deviates from it, I immediately go, "Okay, why?" Like it makes me think about it. The choices the artist has made, and and more in particular, I know more writes incre- incredibly detailed descriptions for his artists. So I don't know. I I'm I'm wondering. I always wonder how much like. If Eddie Campbell went, no, I like this page being op- more open. Would Alan Moore go, okay, or would Alan Moore go, no, I it needs to be this way. I don't know, but you know that history section is one of the is like that long section is one of the ones where it really ever almost every page deviates from those nine panel nine panel pages. It has much more. It's more open, and but after that, it very rarely deviates. Only a very occasionally to show things that simply cannot be cannot fit into a panel or wouldn't work very well did you i don't is there any character in this that you liked i did like the uh i liked the cop i liked his relationship i forget which one it was Annie, I don't know. No, he he was uh it was Marie. It was the main Marie. It was the the last one, the last victim. Yeah, I liked uh, I liked him, and I I I don't know. I liked him more than a lot what of. What was unlike What was unlikable about him? He seemed perfectly honest and yeah. It's not that I mean straightforward in a, in a very he, like I'm a cop way. No, I it's not. I I don't know. It's a lot of it is the atmosphere that I can't mm. help but kind of after a while I just I just want something good to happen for anyone and nothing ever does for the most part uh it and I mean at the end of the day he stays quiet he he takes his pension 
and he doesn't reveal anything. I think, I don't know, I, all the characters are, like, they're generally pretty, I, I, I don't think, most of the characters just don't get enough time to really, for you to really get much of them, like who they really are. It's interesting that you say that, considering there's 9,000 pages in this book. I, I know there are, but there's a lot of characters. And I, I, I guess it's just, it's so immersed in the lifestyles of these people. And they're all, like, so, all the women, all the prostitutes, they are all, like, we need to survive for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They're not, n- none of them are going like, oh, I, what I, I think that one time, I think we, th- my favorite part of this whole thing it, is those moments with the cop and Marie when they're in the bar. Yeah. Yeah. When they're just talking and like being friendly. But I, I mean, those are, those are kind of moments of peace for both of those characters in otherwise completely chaotic lives at the time, especially. What do you make of the time travel stuff? I think I'd be disappointed in Alan Moore if he didn't put it in there. <laughs> it's that's so so something he would do. Yeah, the I'm gonna here. Uh, here is a direct quote from Alan Moore. Mm. The Ripper murders happening when they did and where they did were almost like an apocalyptic summary of that entire Victorian age. They prefigure mm-hmm. a lot of the horrors of the 20th century. Let me read you this. Oh no! From uh, from hell was partly inspired, and this is this is so weird. By the title of Douglas Adams' novel, Dirk Gently's Holistic De- Detective Agency, and that it explores the notion that to solve to solve a crime holistically, one would need to solve the entire society in which it occurred. And I think that that makes a lot of sense because this is so much. It's not just about yeah, it's not just about Jack the Ripper. It's all this stuff, like all these women's horrible lives, like you're describing, and how fucked up the civilization actually was, and just how people's lives were terrible, and, you know, upper class versus this, and these people act this way, and it feels very gritty and gross and real. It feels like a world that I wish was not real, but is probably way more real than a lot of things that that we've read. No, it's, it's, I mean, Alan Moore grew up in England, poor. Mm-hmm. He grew up poor. Alan Moore is Jack the Ripper. Case oh, closed. we got it. I mean, he grew up in, he grew up poor in England. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he, I mean, you can, I, this remind this reading this feels, <laughs> this feels like a prototype for his novel that just got released. Which mm-hmm. I've tried. I'm trying to get my way through it. But I was gonna say, aren't you and aren't you and Melissa trying to read that tr- book? Trying is the key word there. Yeah, trying. It is. It is. I don't. I'm probably eighty thousand. I don't. I'm. I don't know. I'm twenty percent way through that book, and twenty percent. It, uh, it is a struggle. It is. It feels very much. It instead of just taking place in 1888, it takes place in like six different time periods. Oh, oh. And it's the same, but it's the same. It's like here's what life is like for these people. It's, it has a cult influence. It has like insanity and the the relationship of the poor with their lives and the grossness of the. It's just. It's. It's so much. It's bigger than this. 
And I, it just, it feels very much in the same, coming from the same place. Less focused on violence towards women, although there is some in it, but it, I went, <laughs> rereading from hell made me go, oh, okay, this is the rough draft for Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Or something. From hell is much more composed, honestly. Jerusalem is, I, I hope, I, I, I have, understood from reading about people reading people who've read it online they're like oh it it rounds into form at some point where you, and it becomes more cohesive i'm like i'm waiting for that that'd be great um do you think all this is necessary do you think like you could tell this story in less mm. i mean with the uh with the view that the story is as much about all of society mm-hmm. and that time period and the conditions leading up to the murders that I think that, yeah, it's, it's like, it's barely about character, you know, it's incidental that you get to see character moments that it's, it's about, it's, it's a story about the whole environment that led to a crazy thing. Um, Yes, I think you could tell a Jack the Ripper story in a lot shorter time. That's the interesting difference between this and the Johnny Depp movie, which is not good if you've not seen it, Robbie. I've seen parts of it, and I just never, don't, don't I watch never it. said it's not, it's not good. It is not good. I mean, it is not wretched, but it is. They're like, well, we're gonna buy this Alan Moore property and use it as an excuse to put Johnny Depp in a costume. That's what it was. It was a bad movie. But um, the first time I read this, I'm like, "How would you make a movie out of this? You are an insane you person. Throw away I mean, all of it. <laughs> yeah, all of it. And that's what they did. Um, because you know from the beginning who the killer is. He's the main fucking character, really. Yeah. Um, I think you can make a decent television show out of it. Yeah, I wouldn't. It, I don't. It was. I mean, I might hate it. It I wouldn't don't be know. enjoy. I don't, like. I didn't no. enjoy reading. That's this. the thing. That, no, exactly. Like it's. It's. It, you know, I always think of the episode of Louis. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see the one? Did you ever watch Louis? I watched some of it. Okay, I've seen. Episodes. Well, there's this one. I, I don't remember the context, but there's this woman who was a movie producer, or she was, you know, someone with a lot of drew a lot of water you know, in, in, uh, in Hollywood or whatever. And she was talking to Louie and he said like one or two really clever things. And she gets it in her head, like, Oh, this guy's this really creative writer, you know? And she starts to kind of pal up to him and he starts describing his ultimate project, which was like a story about ugly people where like they just complain about nothing happening. And she's just sort of smiles and nods and then like doesn't even say goodbye, like walks away and starts having dinner with someone else at someone else's table. That's what uh, that, that, that that project is what from hell is. <laughs> it is a thing about ugly people and just, yeah, I mean, something remarkable and horrible happens, but it's still like there's no there's no enjoyment in this book. It's it's gross. It is. It's, it, you know, you know what I would compare it to is mouse. It's like being in the fucking Holocaust. Except it's like ten times longer. It's, uh, oh god, it's so, so, so long. And it, it, I feel like there's an emotional sort of 
there's a thing that you get from reading mouse you know there's an understanding you get and i guess i guess you get that from this too you understand like that culture and that time period and but like i think like you read mouse you kind of you 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 kind of feel like a good person for reading it like you're doing community service you know i read this this book about the horrible holocaust and now i don't have to read it again <laughs> this one you just feel fucking dirty like you're yeah it's like you're peeking in someone's window and watching them masturbate and you're like oh god it's you know and then they turn around and like wipe it on someone and then kill them and you're like ah <laughs> like that's this book it is it is like i appreciate it I respect it. Mm-hmm. It is a crazily unique thing, and it has a lot of excellent craft, both from Alan yeah. Moore and Eddie Campbell. Like both, it's certainly true. Both of them, like, there's a lot of really artful decisions throughout it. But and like, I took, yeah, I got stuff out. I got most of it. Like, hey, women were treated shittily, and looking at what how people talk about women today still they are still treated shittily they're just not it's a little less shittily uh but other than that this book is it is hell like they say it is from hell like that is a good title because it feels like you are walking through you're reading through a nightmare like and everything about it reinforces that like you the sex in it is almost always in a back alley or in some dirty bed or compunctionary because someone's being paid. You know, there's, there's almost very, there's very little like joyful sex in this. You, that one in the beginning with the candy shop girl who ends up going to an insane asylum Mm -hmm. when she's totally fine. Uh, the violence is disgusting. And like, I applaud Eddie Campbell for drawing it the way he did. Because it, it certainly, it, it is, like, like many people, I'm inured to a lot of violence. You know, I don't, it doesn't really cause much of a reaction from me. In at least, you know, fictionalized form. You know, I, you know, I, I, I play video games where people are shot in the face. And it does not bother me. I, you, and like, some of these cases, these people, the women are already dead. And you're just watching this guy just like, carve them up. And it's... It's a visceral, unsettling feeling that I don't enjoy. Hmm. Yeah, there's no joy in this book. None. Zero. No. And, like, I would... It's hard for me... Like, I want to say, yes, you should read this comic because it's good. And because it does... It it successfully does what it's trying to do. You know, in communicating that the feeling about its time period and about the treatment of women and about evil. Whatever that means. But... It is also thoroughly, it, like, it is what The Walking Dead was becoming by the time we were getting to, towards the end of that, when we did all those, when all, when we did all of those comics all in a, in a row, where it's just, I don't enjoy being in a place where everything is, is, is bad all the time. Mm-hmm. And I can't, it's not pleasurable to read it. And it doesn't matter how much it says or doesn't say or how artful it was, it's just a dark, awful story. Would you hand? Let us, let us you, leave this place. Would you hand this to someone and say, "Hey, you should read this." This is it. Maybe if I didn't like him, <laughs> um, I think like I would, um, with reservation. You know, I would be um, not just everyone. You know, 
it takes a special kind of person to I think I would uh, if someone was like I don't like superhero comics I would give them this and then give them a good superhero comic and be like which one's right <laughs> which one the hell with you which one feels better yeah I know hey but, all-star Superman hey they man Superman is a good guy there isn't he mm-hmm. yep he he doesn't he doesn't cut anyone's tits off and then shit in their brain or whatever the hell happens in this crazy book. Jesus. It's, 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 it's pretty fucked. It's, yeah, it's bad. It's very bad. It is very, very bad. It feels wrong. Yeah. Feels, it, it, there was a moment, there's a moment in this comic book <laughs> where one of the four prostitutes that have been targeted by William Gull, mm-hmm. she is, uh, she the only steady paycheck she gets is giving bath giving baths to a pensioner and she in that scene she gives this guy like a sad hand job mm-hmm. and that i'm like oh thank that was that felt like a relief that was a relief from the awfulness everywhere else in this comic yep you got to hold on to whatever you can i guess <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> It might as well be an eighty-year-old man's dick. Who knows? And that, I mean, that is, and that's where that's where you go. That's where this comic is. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think anyone, if you're a diehard Alan Moore fan, if you really admire craft in a comic, or you go, I, I need to read every Alan Moore comic. I need to 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 uh, because I like comics, and he's a he's the comic artist, the comic, the the original, the original, the original or, writer, the original writer. He is. Mm-hmm. I need so I have to get everything he's ever written and read it. I go okay, read it. I'm gonna, but this is this is uglier. This is the ugliest good comic yeah. there is. Yeah, we I we we I we talk about when we read Preacher. We talked about it's an, uh, Steve Dillon's art, ugly art for an ugly world. Mm-hmm. Nothing compared. This is Preacher is like a happy go lucky romp compared to this comic. Yeah, at least you get some good bro moments in Preacher. Yeah, ha- some there's some happy time. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anything else you want to mention, Eric? Nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm 110% done. Yeah. The end. We can mark that off our list. We can mark From Hell. We did it. Yep, it's done. All right, folks, that was From Hell by Alan Moore and Eddie, Kebel- Eddie Campbell. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> don't know how to summarize it in a positive way well we're glad it's over we're glad it's over that we're glad it's over we're gonna move on to our 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 book for next week is is wet moon volumes one through three by sophie campbell all available on comiXology or your 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 favorite internet or local bookstore comic book store read along with us a little change of pace Mm-hmm. From got to got to do a hard one eighty. Yeah, on that I'm I am I'm I'm glad to not be reading uh, from hell anymore. Mm-hmm. We will call it a day with that. You can find us at handsomeboyscomicshour dot com. Links to everything there to our Facebook facebook dot com slash handsomeboyscomicshour. Twitter at hbc hour. You can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail dot com. Reach out to us any of those places like and follow and all those good social media words. Also, if you like the show, if you are a fan. Give us a good review on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use. Give us uh, five stars, subscribe, all those good things. It helps new people find the show, and obviously, word-of-mouth recommendations are also greatly appreciated. 
you can find me on Twitter at MixMasterSerial. That's M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-E-R-E-A-L. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? What a super good question. Uh, you can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com. Uh, and you can see most of the things I get up to online by going to ericzgoodnight.com. That includes my Instagram, where I'm known as EasyGoodNight, and my uh, Twitter, where I'm at MrBadExample, spelled M-R-BadExample. That, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.